Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. Time is ticking down to the Super Bowl as we reach the Pro Bowl weekend. Christian is back with a speech of fire, and it's time for Colby's return of the NBA tiers list. There's a lot going on, so sit back and enjoy the show. All right, gentlemen, this is a beautiful occasion. This is a uh, Thursday night, week before the Pro Bowl, another week before the Super Bowl. Christian is back. He's dressed like the Terminator. He's ready to uh, to just deliver the goods here right, right off the top with uh, regards to the things that happen in the championship games. A uh, lot to get to, a lot of big news, of course. Brady, Sean Payton, so much to get to. And then we'll have some NBA at the end. Jalen, Christian, how are y'all doing? And Christian, you can take the floor whenever you're ready. I'll let you do your little intro, Jalen, first. Oh, oh okay, people. yeah, thank, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, doing great. Um, how about these Wolves, man? Everything's doing fine until I saw these recent All-Star Reserves, which we'll be getting into here in a second. So, yeah, doing great, doing great. So, Christian, now the floor is all yours. <clears throat> Before I um I get into it, I want to say shout out to the Sheeps. You guys played a phenomenal game, like master class. I couldn't ask for anything better. Um, MVS, you went six receptions for 116 yards, one TD. Um, you burnt you burnt Mike Hilton on that dot from Patrick Mahomes. Beautiful catch, sir. And then I called it Chris Jones and Frank Clark, underrated defenders out in entire league. Had a phenomenal game itself. Chris Jones, four total tackles, two sacks, three tackles for loss. Frank Clark, three total tackles, one and a half sacks, one tackle for loss. Beautiful. Beautiful. And now to the good stuff. And why am I here? Because... Why are you here? <laughs> to extinguish uh, some frauds that almost made it to the Super Bowl? No, I think it's about something about these corn balls and everything. I think it's something, something about these corn balls. Something about these corn balls. Trash, fraudulent, can't finish. I called it from the start. Bengals are going to Bengals. Simple as that. A city full of losers will never be able to get the grand prize. To the players out there, you can't talk the talk and not walk the walk. All week, you guys were talking all this, Burrow had this, Cancun on three, this. I, you know, I actually pulled out Eli Apple's tweets that he pulled the entire week after the Buffalo Bills win. And I quote, a shame you couldn't keep the same energy on the field. Maybe the outcome would have been different. Enjoy Mexico with the homies. This was a response to Shaq Lawson. Safe travels to Cabo, fam. That was the Stefan Diggs. 
Someone get them in couple therapy, referring to Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I'll pay on God. And then the infamous Cancun on three. And then there was a Cincinnati mayor. Oh, boy. Oh. Sir, you you had to know that that was going to completely backfire. Yeah. You cannot call on a fraternity <laughs> test to see if Joe Burrow is Patrick Mahomes' father. Sir, I'm blaming you know, right now. You will not be reelected in office. I have no clue if this man is up for re-election, but he will not win that election whatsoever. You jabroni. And then all these pregame actions that led up to this week. Went into the division, smoking cigars. Beating the B-team Baltimore Ravens led by Tyler Huntley, smoking cigars. Uh, Tyler Huntley, Be- our quarterback. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I love that. Pro Bowl quarterback who had a phenomenal showing in the skill challenge, getting 21 points on that. Thank you. And then you beat the Buffalo Bills in their place in the snow. I mean, that was, you know, that was, you know good on y'all. But smoking cigars, too, after that? Very questionable decisions that, you know, you're coming out here acting like you're winning the Super Bowl way before you hit a big game. You guys have done, have done exactly nothing in your entire existence over this organization. And you're act here acting like you've won every damn game like it's a Super Bowl. Sir, you got to win the ring. You can't be taking these Mickey Mouse division wins. Okay. Okay, whoa. Kind of just a burn on both of our teams right there. I mean, I mean, Colby, Colby, your team was a complete garbage fire for literally till like what week nine, week ten. Yeah, but we beat them once, and we almost beat them the second time. Colby, you even but, said that game was a fluke. I don't know. It was a fluke. Let Christian continue. Stop interrupting the man. Stop interrupting the man. Alluded to the point, they're 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 winning the division, acting like that's a Super Bowl ring. Some of their fans have even gotten conference championship rings, which is pretty freaking sad, if you ask me. Um, that 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 is a that's a loser move. And now to the actual game. This is all the actions leading up to the game itself. You put up twenty points with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Burrow. And who is the Chiefs secondary? I'll give credit. Trent McDuffie, first round pick. Jalen Watson, seventh round pick, pick 243. Joshua Williams, round four, pick 135. Lajarius Sneed, round four, pick 138. Excuse me. Excuse me. And you guys put up only 20 points? against them with that banged up secondary and you have all these amazing first you know wide receiver ones on your team <laughs> i'm gonna do a blind qb test right now blind qb test qba 270 yards one td two interceptions a qbr of 50.6 qbb 264 yards, 
Zero passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, one interception. QBR 55.4. Who are you taking? Oh, man. Probably two. I feel like the first one is Skylar Thompson. <laughs> oh, man. If that's true, I'm taking that. I'm taking A, Colby. Thank you for telling right. me that. Yeah, I'm going to take number one. There you go. I'm QB, number, I was QB leaning number one. one anyways. I was leaning one anyways. QB1 was Joe Burrow this past week. Oof. QB2 was Josh Allen last week against the Cincinnati Bengals. Similar stats. Similar stats. Everyone buried Josh Allen last week, but not a peep this week. Everyone looks at Josh Burrow, uh, Josh Allen like he's a broke bitch, and everyone's looking at Joe, Joe Burrow like he's innocent child. Trash is man where trash is deserved to be. Joe Burrow did not show up in the big moments. He went 6 for 14 on third downs. Trash. Not big enough for the big time blights. He couldn't execute. He had 53 seconds left in the fourth quarter and couldn't put up a game winning try. Sure, he converted on that third and long, but didn't come up in the end. And what did that leave? More time for Patrick Mahomes to come back and actually lead a team, unlike what Joe Burrow did. And then you you can't complain about the penalties. The penalties on that third down with the rest of them down, no one no one heard the whistle. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, they gave him an extra down. But what happened after that drive? On the very next set of they literally went three and out. They punted on that drive. There was no any outcomes. From that thing right there. And then the legal block in the black that they clean happened at the end of the uh, during the punt return on uh, with Skyler, um, Sky Moore took it up the sideline. Oh, wow. You guys are now complaining about a legal block in the back? Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Y'all didn't say that when you know, the fumble return happened against the Baltimore Ravens. It clearly that player illegally blocked Mark Andrews in the back. Oh, but no, but no, but no. Let's, let's throw up our hands up like nothing happened. Clear as day. That was clear as day. <laughs> so the game's over. The game is over. The horrible, the horrible culture that is lit up by that organization. 58 Osai literally is a rookie. Played his heart out. The dude had five total tackles, three solo, and one tackle for loss. The kid's 22. And he played his balls out. But that makes one mistake, costly mistake at the end of the game, pushing Patrick Mahomes. You simple as that. You can't touch a quarterback as soon as he goes out the sideline. You can't argue with that. But yet, this guy is literally crying on the sideline as confetti's coming down, Chiefs are celebrating, no teammates over there to literally put their hand on their shoulder. What kind of toxic culture is going on under that you don't lift up your teammate? There was one Bengals player that was shown probably 30 seconds later Finally condoling to me. What where where's where's Joe? Where where's where's Jamar? Where's everyone else, huh? Nowhere. And then you go into the locker room. Pratt, the linebacker, is still shouting about it. Still t- putting the blame on this guy that literally knows he, he messed up. He knows he messed up. And is simply hearing your own teammate. Still yelling about why the minute is down, and you're acting like an immature little child. 
And then Jamar Chase goes immediately to Twitter after the game, 3.30, like, bro, what are you doing on Twitter already? <laughs> like, it was quickly right after. Like, you're, you're going to take your actions and go straight to Twitter? And this whole organization's culture is ridiculous. And they, they, they've turned from heroes to villains, and I hopefully in a lot of people's minds, well, what exactly have they done to deserve all of this, that they should be the best? They've done nothing. They have nothing on their rings. You will always remain the Steelers and the Ravens' little brother that won't come accomplish anything. Cincinnati will Cincinnati. Burrowhead, my ass, shut your mouth, take your bump, bum asses all the way back to Cincinnati, smoking those leftover cigars that you didn't get to smoke on over. My case is closed. Fuck you, Cincy. Oh, Colby, I think uh, since you are an AFC North fellow conglomerate, what do you think about what the statement that was just made right there? I mean, I respect Christian's passion. I really do. Correct <coughs> about a lot of things. The defense certainly did enough. Uh, that was a lot on Burrow. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean, you are right. Culture is, like, that's not great. I still think they'll be, like, a good team going forward. But, yeah, I don't know that they'll ever win the big one like they are the Bengals. That is a very good point. I, I like it. It was a solid way to start. I think you're only saying that just because he threw your team at the end of that, right at the end of well, that, right there. Well, I really had a very biased take I wanted to unleash just right after that. But Well, go ahead. Unleash well, it. Because, like, no, but, like, it was I agree with him. But he said, like, how – He's over there, like, crying, and, like, no one's, like, saying anything to him after he plays hard out. And I was just like, oh, it's the opposite of, like, uh, when uh, Kenny Pickett threw that terrible, idiot-faced, horrible interception to lose the Dolphins game where he was terrible. They should have won. And Tomlin, like, just put his arm around him. He's like, it's all right, man. There'll be better days. And then he ended up making a game-winning play late in the year against the best defense in football with and an all-pro quarterback on the Baltimore Ravens. So Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl quarterback, not all pro. Pro Bowl quarterback and the best defensive football. Like, how many rookies can do that? Great, great culture. Well, exactly. <laughs> you have you have someone condoling, you know, like the Bengals who leave their teammates out to drive. And I forgot to mention, I did have a good point. Joe Burrow is the modern day Matt Ryan. Huh. Let's leave it out there and let the. No. I could think about no. that. I could think no. about that for a minute. Colby, think about it. Think about no. it. Matt Ryan, no. when think he first came it. into this league, oh, I'm an elite receiving core. In, in Joe Atlanta. Burrow has already made more conference championship games than Matt Ryan made in his entire over a decade career. That, that, that's well, false. That's false. Matt know. made three. I don't know if that's right. Uh, Matt, made, Matt made two or three. When besides the Super Bowl, the, the Super Bowl year, and then they lost the year to the Giants or something, the Niners before. The, yeah, they lost the year um, to the to the Niners. I think when we faced the Niners in the Super Bowl, Kaepernick. I don't really. Dude, the Falcon, the Falcons, dude, the Falcons were dogs for about a good like five yeah, years. They, I believe that, Cole. I believe that because you forget that they were Matt Ryan came in and they had guys like yeah. Roddy White playing for him, and they weren't that bad. My memory uh, fading. Dude, the, the, the Falcons age. were the number one seed for about three years straight. Let's, yeah, man. Maybe, he's been to, he's been to two. He's been to two. He's been to two. There you go. Two. Oh, you're right. Two. Yeah, the 2012. Huh. 
So far, yes, no, no, no. they are comparing. It can be very similar quarterback, even though no, Matt Ryan's Super Bowl appearance came in at the very, very end of his career. Um, I don't even like. But it. they those numbers are the same. Cole. You can't argue that's that. Too that's too far. You're giving Matt Ryan way too much credit. That's too far. Come on, Dude, I think Matt Ryan's Joe Burrow MVP quarterback. After what we just heard, I think we're giving Joe Burrow too much credit, Colby. I, I mean, mean, compare the situations. Okay. All right, all right. I may be, all right. I may, that may have been a little much, but I do think Burrow's better. I don't think he's – I think he's much better than Ryan. Matt Ryan. You're going to take Burrow right now over a prime Matt Ryan? Yes, easily. Really? Yes. Really? We're talking you're going to take Joe Burrow over – I think you're No, You're going to take Joe Burrow over 4,800-yard passing uh, passing Matt yeah. Ryan? Yes. Potential MVP? Yes. Matt Ryan was never like – no. Burrow has been more impressive to me than Matt Ryan was – even though I never heard Joe Burrow. No recency bias. Very recent. Very recency bias. Mm. I don't know, man. I don't remember Matt Ryan ever being in the conversation to be like top like three quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, he did. Yeah, because he, he played the in the NFC, Colby. <laughs> one season. No, but I'm saying, okay. But you know what I mean. I'm saying like when people are ranking quarterbacks. You say who's the best quarterback in the league. He's never I'm been. Just, other than even though never been in the top well, when we're 15 years later and Joe Burrow still has zero Super Bowl wins, I'm I'm going to be the happiest 40-year-old just dancing around. What happened? <laughs> Very welcome. All right. <laughs> that was no, great. Good Christian, stuff. yeah, that was a good one, man. We were, we were missing that. We were missing that on Monday. Yeah. So, beautiful. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just really like saying all pro quarterback Tyler <laughs> Pro Bowl quarterback, get it right. Keep saying all yeah, let's get, we got to let's talk about the Pro Bowl, guys. Oh, is, no, no, we got Kirk Cousins in there. Can we do like the news first before the Pro Bowl? That's the news, Colby. The Pro Bowl. All right, all right. We'll do the it's Pro already Bowl. happening right now. Apparently, oh, yes. The the subins are dumb. They couldn't. Why did they pick Tyler? I just don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I understand. Tyler Huntley came. Came into the Baltimore organization in their most desperate times and played good enough football to get them into the playoffs. Terrible, terrible and, stats. There were so many dudes. And Derek Carr, like, I guess Harbor probably – That one I think is a meme. A lot of people probably just didn't want to do it also. But still. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, I – I mean, Mike – I like in a better case, Mike White honestly should have made it over Tyler Hartley. I would probably see Mike White, who else in the AFC probably like would have had like a more decent shot at it. Uh, mm, I mean Herbert, but he really didn't want to do it. Definitely not Davis Mills. Um, <laughs> we got benched. That'd be elite. No, that'd be the. They, he was, he's probably said no to. Uh, the fact that the fact <laughs> that the Pro Bowl the, the Pro Bowl Jones. said. Mac Jones played a few. No, Mac, Jones, Mac Jones did not deserve a Pro Bowl. Well, Tua has but, too many concussions, so you can't get him. The most fact that uh that uh that Pro basically said Tyre Huntley's better than Kenny Pickett, I'll take it any day. Like, oh, give me a break. Kenny Pickett's better than Tyler Huntley. That's not what the Pro Bowl Lawrence said. is playing, guys. Come on, don't you? Yeah, no, Trevor Lawrence is obviously deserves to be there, but I'm just saying the rest is dumb. Trevor Lawrence is a dog. What about Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry? Oh, yeah, they're dogs. Pat Ricard? Yeah, I'm just talking about the quarterbacks. The rest of them, like, they probably mostly have it right. See, here you go again. Oh, my goodness. We're not even – the season's not even over, and you're already going back to your whole 
quarterbacks are the most important thing in the whole game type ish again. That's fine. Keep going. Got Tyreek, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams. Jam- mm, I don't think Jamar Chase is going to show up. Eli I'll Apple? you that. It's, it's not like a <laughs> game anyway. <laughs> Mark Andrews is in there. Um, Laramie Tunsil. Wow. Texans represent. Yes. Yeah, so- um, we're going to skip over the O line. Let's see here. We're going to skip O line. Miles Garrett. There you go, Colby. Max yeah. Crosby. Oh. Sean Watson has a backup reserve. Here you go. Sean Watson probably could have been in it over even in like half his I don't know about that. I, don't... I mean, I mean he played pretty bad. Like <laughs> I mean, you're right. When you really think about it, there were not a lot of good quarterbacks in the AFC. Like down when you get down into the weeds there. Like, oof. I can see how Derek Carr got is pretty nice. Let me actually look at the Sean Watson stats. So the Sean Watson got a thousand one hundred yards, seven TDs, five interceptions, a QBR of thirty-eight point one. What? <laughs> the Steelers sacked him like seven or eight times, and he doesn't get any calls because he's a bad person. So, <laughs> like, it, it's not always. It wasn't pretty. I didn't. I didn't realize it was that bad. <laughs> I don't understand how, like. Seven touchdowns, like only five picks, but like to have that low of a QBR, that's crazy. <laughs> hey man, they go out there and they remember this is a professional league. Yeah. Why did I, so, I mean, why did I think why did I think Mike White played better? Mike White had a thousand one hundred and ninety-two yards. This is where it's at. Three TDs, four interceptions, and a QBR of thirty-six point nine. Why did I just think because he came in and did his job. He played electric, and he just literally slinged the ball football everywhere. And it was I'm much sure. better than Zach Wilson. That's how terrible Zach Wilson was playing. Mike, Mike, Mike White went one for four. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It was still better than what, what Zach like, Wilson was giving you at the time. I feel like I'm having a Mandela effect. Like, I feel like Mike White did a lot better. Jones could have been a two-time Pro Bowler. Should have put Joe Flacco in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Flacco, send off. Joe Flacco had five TDs, three interceptions, a QBR of 33.9, all right? See, you guys are – I like how you guys are laughing about the AFC side of the Pro Bowl, but the NFC side, it's very serious. It's all business on the NFC side. Yeah. <laughs> you got Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Kirk attended, yeah. Jared Goff. Having a ball with all these dad games. <laughs> Dude, you got Jared Goff, Cole. I don't know what you're oh, roasting about. That's two oh. NFC North quarterbacks right there. Off Already showing you how elite absolutely. it's going to be. 100%. Dude, just pure elite quarterbacks. And then Geno Smith. And then uh, we got. to be there for being real when you look around the rest of the NFC. <laughs> could have been, could have been uh, Brock Purdy, but we will talk about that. He got injured, so he couldn't participate, as you know, Cole. That sucks, man. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get to send my piece on that. I'll get to that later. <laughs> Yeah, it, it really is unfortunate. You should have heard him, Christian, on Monday. Colby really thought that he dodged the bullet on uh, his uh, oh hate relationship on Rock. Yep, see, look, he thought that he, he dodged the bullet on that. He's trying to pay uh, me as a Rock Purdy hater. That's so rude. Hey, man, all I heard on Sunday, on Monday, when we talked about Brock Purdy, and on Sunday, you said, man, Brock Purdy hurt. That sucks. And I said, yeah, the 49ers got some questions for the for the offseason. 
And they were like, no, you got tra- you went straight back to the Trey Lance. Trey. I mean, I would keep, you I would said keep two, two, Brock all the way back to Trey Lance. You're you so keeping Brock Purdy, you're letting him compete. Like, I'm no, because he's going to be out for a year. Mm. A whole year? Cold. Yeah, that's what I saw. Like only like nine. It's a major injury, man. It's Tom. It's Tommy John surgery. Well, then, yeah, you have to roll with Trey Lance. You have a super team. Like, if you got to at least give him a chance. Didn't we say last week they're like, watch Brock Purdy like have a bad performance, and Colby's going to come in with like a slight guess. Yeah, it was pretty much. That's how I felt like that text when it came through. That's what I felt. <laughs> that was the emotion that I, I I felt when Colby sent that text. Jesus, the sarcastic. <laughs> it was that Drake. You know how Drake was so. You know how Drake reacted to KD getting hurt in the finals at Toronto. That was Colby when Brock Purdy went down. Colby, <laughs> it was Drake doing the oh no, hands up on his head. Oh man, Jesus. Oh well, I guess. Stop it. I'm not a bad person. Yeah, Colby, you're not a bad person. That is true. That is true. Not that much. But you still have a love-hate relationship towards Brock Purdy. <laughs> so we will we will address that whenever that is. Well, when whenever the opportunity comes up. I'm sad I'm sad we can't discuss this for the next year now. We we have to wait till Brock comes back to pull out the Colby hates Brock trade again. <laughs> Oh no! Whenever he talks about the 49ers and Trey Lance, that's just when we'll just pull the Brock Purdy rug on him. <laughs> every every time, every time you pick, you pick the Niners, they're like, "Oh, is that because Trey Lance is not Brock Purdy?" You know, what? You know we'll see. We'll, uh, we'll find out. We got a long. T- Colby's lucky that he gets to dodge that Brock Purdy bullet oh, for a long uh, time. You could say the I same think- thing about you with Trey Lance, buddy. If Trey Lance would have been uh, good this year with the super team, you would have been looking real bad. Nah. Did, did you see that how he played those first two games? Okay, one was in a monsoon, and one he got hurt in, like, the second quarter. Sorry, but you can't lose to the Bears and call yourself a quarterback a of a leading Super Bowl the have, super team. The Bears have a top three quarterback in the NFC next year. You got to watch wait, out. Wait, wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. I think that's a very Trey, good Trey got hurt in the second game of the season. Yeah. The first one was a monsoon when they lost to the yeah, Bears. Yeah, the first one, yeah. All right. You can't lose to the Bears, Cole, and call yourself a quarterback. I'll tell you what, it's certainly you can certainly beat them in trades. I'll tell you that much. You can't do that. And then there's a reason why they're always the first team on Madden. The Christian trade would agree, actually. They have so much cap space. That's true. But... <laughs> Uh, while, so, while, while, like, I also want to talk about uh, Mr. Mixon as well while we're still on uh, me bearing the Bengals. Um, <laughs> Miss, Mr. Mixon, um, oh, not a good look, buddy. Um, first, you're a women beater, um, and now you're <laughs> threatening people with a gun. <laughs> Tell them that you shoot them. And, yeah. Uh, Jalen, have you not seen this? Uh, there's an arrest warrant. I, 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 saw, I saw the group chats talk about Joe Mixon, and then I was like, oh, I bet you. And I just saw that you were just harping on the guy. And I was like, oh, he is having a blast. So I knew I was going to hear it on here. So, oh, and I just, oh, yes, there's, like, oh there's, um, there's an arrest warrant out for Mr. Mixon. Um, so good luck with that, buddy. Uh, you're not going to Cancun on three. You're going, <laughs> you're going to Cincinnati County, County Public Jail on three. Correctional <laughs> facilities. And, uh, and Jimmy, Jimmy Food, uh, famous seafood with the tweet of the year. Um, the caption says, 
head for top bunk, tails for bottom, and it's the video of Joe Mixon flipping the coin in the end zone. That is, see, and here's the worst part. Worst part about it is he's a running back, so that's uh, oh, he's, that's he's about it. That's it for him, you know. Yeah. That's it. That is. That's pretty much it, you know. He's going to be a journeyman if he ever comes back. So, damn, that's. That's a hell of a way to go out for Joe Mixon, man. Yeah. Losing you, you get hard. You join it. You first, you're one of the people that start the fire of all this social media stuff. Then you challenge the league about the coin toss. Uh, it, it, it's not, and you know that you're not going to have any support from the league either. And so that's the worst part. Yeah. Worst part yeah, is he's not getting any guns. support from them. So, uh, good job, oh, man. man. It was a hell of a career. Uh, a Super Bowl appearance. There, there you go. Well, players can't say that. Well, players can't say that. But so, and know, and knowing how trashed the organization the Bengals are, they probably would still let him play in the Super Bowl. I'm just saying, this third. Yeah. You know, I think that if they would have won that game in Kansas City, and this would have happened, we probably wouldn't have heard anything about it until after the Super Bowl. Yeah, you they got a point. Have, they got... probably would have been. I thought. No, I thought it would have been swept. I, I actually. Journalists like you are easily paid off. I know it. I see that new dartboard. Look at that new dartboard behind that Steelers. I can't say that on here, bro. Jalen has a point. Jalen has a point. Yeah, no, no. Jalen has a point because this this arrest warrant was published. No, no. Listen, Jalen has a point because this arrest warrant was put out on the twenty first of January. Um, it's February second now. Just saying, it's almost like a week and a half. And I quote, Joe Mixon did say, um, while pointing a a firearm at the victim, stating, you should be popped in the face, I should shoot you. The police can get me. (laughs) That that is some, uh, what we call some real nigga shit right there. (laughs) But, um... I, Colby, you know. we do know that everyone do you, we all do know that you we are kidding when we're talking about about that situation. We all know that is a serious thing. Don't worry, Colby. <laughs> I was gonna say, can't be on here accusing me. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, the life you. of a journalist is hard, Colby. This is why you, it'd be interesting if you were an voice. NFL journalist because we'd probably be. Just bullying you and trying to get the, the whole, answers out of you as much as possible. The, the whole like three minutes is about to get just bleeped out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <if> you... <laughs> so that's two oh. minutes. We'll probably just be bleeped. Oh my yeah. god, that was a good laugh. <laughs> Let's take a gander back at this and see. Oh my god, <laughs> the bold strategy caught. Let's see how this plays out. <laughs> oh man. Oh, yeah. Well, here's. Here's the deal. We got about three minutes left here before the little break. Um, I already sent everything, but the next, speaking of, good Lord, I had a whole <laughs> transition thought of the next segment, and y'all just completely got my broken. I was going to say, when you're talking about Joe Mixon, like, hell of a career, like, hell of a way to go out, like, Tom Brady, speaking of ways to go out, much better, obviously, but, uh, Tom Brady hanging up the cleats. I mean, I did not see that coming. I'll be honest. I really thought he was going to play. But he definitely, I think, is not going to do unretire again. And, like, he did look more old than ever. So, 
I was surprised by that. I thought he was going to play, but like I do think he's done for real now. Oh, let's see. Just going over our little. Looks like a lot of us said either Raiders or retirement. I think we all said that. So I guess you don't 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 keep don't don't bat yourself too far down, Colby. But I guess going into the second part here in a minute, I just wanted to end this on first part on. It's good to know that your guys' dad is finally gone, huh, Cole? You finally don't have to don't have to worry about him going back to the AFC. It's all over, you know. It's that's over now. Nice feeling. There's new problems to worry about now, namely the one guy that's in the Super Bowl. But yes, it is like Brady is a haunting terror, as Christian can agree to. The Ravens actually beat him a few times, but we were number that's one. What I was talking to you. I wasn't talking about Christian. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you. I wasn't talking to Christian. I was talking to you, Colby. Yeah, like I, it, I knew what the situation was. It's, it is a nice relief. Like I don't think he would have won if he went to the Raiders, realistically. And like I didn't think him going to the Niners made sense. It's um, like I said, if he would have went to the Raiders, the Steelers would have lost that playoff spot. Yeah. I, I, mm. Like, like part of me, honestly, like I, I don't, I don't. I, you asked me like ten years ago. If I would be right now saying what I'm about to say, I, I wouldn't believe you. But part of me sad that he's retired. I didn't like. I hate this man my entire life, and like just the way he's going out, it just doesn't feel right. Like I feel like, as the competitor, as the man, I just grew up hating. Like, but I respected him though. Like I, that's the weird part. Like I respected him. God damn that I hate him with all my heart. He's going out like this. Like I feel like you know, just one last like go at it would have been on, like, a proper term, at least, like, losing in the playoff game, like, of, you know, actual respectable meter rather than blown out by America's team, quote-unquote. I don't know, but, like, I'm kind of sad. Like, the way, like, in a quick video, you know, it was the right way to go about things. Like, he he didn't want to drag it along like he did last year. He only get one good go out, made it quick and simple, but you can tell, like, he's pretty down about it, and... Maybe it's just his chance to get back with his wife, some sort. But I mean, I don't know. Like, part of it, like, it sucks, though. It kind of sucks, I feel. Just a little. All right. So, Christian, you do make some very good points about it being sad. I do agree with you that it's not as graceful as an ending as he thought he would have, of all people, considering how good he's been late. But just kind of weird the clunky on retirement thing. I feel like it's much better ending if he had just stayed retired last year and, like, didn't play this year. At this point, like, feels bad to say that. And, like, I do, you under, you're all right. Like, him running it back one more time could have been cool if he had, like, a magical run. But at the same time, it also could have been worse if he's just another year older. And then it's just even more ugly. So, I do agree that it's very clunky. And with the pending Aaron Rodgers drama that could unfold, if you go to New York Jets or now Oakland, I, or now that shifts to me, I think now he goes to Oakland. Just because of Devonte, it's and but there's also the ultimate route of retiring. Um, so if Aaron Rodgers retire, we could possibly get three first ballot Hall of Famers right now of Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and JJ Watt. But it's it just this doesn't sit right with me with this Tom just going out like that. Rodgers not going to retire. I guarantee that. You he think so? Sixty million dollars if he plays. Come on, he he did all he did all that drama just to get that money. He's not gonna retire. He's not gonna leave all that money on the table. And he probably doesn't want to share his Hall of Fame day with Tom Brady because you know he's like that. 
He did that is say something uh, that I've heard. He did say no to San Fran. That is that's what he said during his golf and swing today. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I saw a little report on that too. That's, cr- I mean, the Rogers hunt is going to be interesting. Uh, I, I, why would they ever want him? Like, they would have to destroy all their teams, their whole super team. Oh, so so it's okay when people destroy their team for Brady, but when it comes to Rogers, Colby wants him to stay. No, with no, no he just wants him to stay with the Packers. So that no, I don't actually. I kind of hope they. Yeah, it's okay, Colby. Oh, you. can I say a point? Or are you just gonna overrule me? Overruled because I was going to say that he could go to the Jets or he can go to the Raiders, then he can he could be happy there. Most of the Niners, yeah. good for him. But I'm just saying, like, it's not because he's not Brady or anything like that. It's because he literally just got that ridiculous contract. And if the nine the Niners have all these players they have to pay that are good that they're able to because they don't pay their quarterbacks anymore. If they trade for Aaron Rodgers, they would have to like give away some of those pieces. Like it would wreck their cap situation like just the money it would it would not make sense that's why i think it would be like dynamite obviously if he's on the niners but like financially i just don't think it would be doable for them you know cole sometimes it's also just not about the money maybe he just wants to retire you know maybe he just finally is like you see he sees brady and he's like you know he finally reached that whatever the whatever he's been trying to reach that i guess it's the utopia of zen mind mentality i don't know I, I haven't watched any of his recent interviews, uh, so to be honest. But Christian, have you? Uh, have you partaken in the Pat McAfee, Aaron Rodgers interviews? I try to. I, they're, they're, they're quite interesting, honestly, because like I mean, you don't really get to see the side of Aaron Rodgers sometimes. So like, and like he can be taken out of context in his defense. Um, like people have quoted stuff that he said on the Pat McAfee show, and it's just out way out of context. And it, I think I think it's unfair on his part. Um, but it does give him freedom to come on that show and really, like, kind of just be free all. So it's, it's kind of sweet, cool to see, you know, just that laid back, like Aaron Rodgers, like free-for-all type of, he'll say whatever he'll want to say on top of his heart. Um, Like the other week or so, I think it was this past week that he said that, yeah, they're having talks, but I, didn't, I don't know about that. I thought it was, like, consensual kind of thing. Um, So he'll, he'll say whatever. So it's, like, I think it's fair. I think I, I like it a lot, just, you know, him freedom be able to go say about things. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's more just sorry. <clears throat> no, you're good, Cole. I, I was agreeing with Christian. You're good. I have nothing much to say on Rogers. And I, I, I don't have that trauma experience like you guys, or at least like you, Colby, because I was on the Vikings and I only had to face him like maybe like three times. So yeah, Jalen might have the same arc that uh, me and Colby had with Tom Brady all of these years where we'll get to a point where like, you know what? I don't really hate this guy as much as I used to hate this guy. <laughs> so I did see this TikTok and it was like, it was showing like everyone's retirement videos from Peyton Manning, the Drew Brees, and then Tom Brady, and I think two others. And then it was like, and then it just went, and then there was one more. And it was just, it was like one left. And then it was like, it just showed like Aaron Rodgers walking onto the field. And I was like, mother, that's the type of thing that's going to make me root for this guy. Stop. And I just had to like swipe up. I was like, God damn. I was like, God damn. It's true. He's the the last of that older generation of quarterbacks. He's the last one. There's still Matt Ryan. No, he doesn't count. He doesn't count. He does not count anymore. 
He lost his job twice. He, he doesn't count anymore. <laughs> he, was, he has a historical he, performance in the Super Bowl that will be forever known in history. Like I said, it's going to be like that with Joe Burrow, like 15 years down the road. We're going to be like, ah, oh, Joe Burrow doesn't count anymore. He's, he's, 15 he's, years, maybe. That's a when, long when, time. That's a lot when, of Joe, time. when Joe Burrow's playing for the New Orleans Saints uh, 15 years from now, just on wasteland, we're going to be... <laughs> If he ends up at the Saints, uh, first of all, it, it'll instantly be easy for me to hate him. Um, and then second, it just I, – I just don't know how that would work out, to be honest. I, I, he isn't – he's good, but I don't know if he's that good. The third, like, something I, – I don't know, man. That's it. That's all I can say. I, I can just see it right – I'm just seeing it right now, and I know that there's going to be some ups and downs with that already for me. Let's just say I just prefer him just staying with the Bengals, and uh, we'll just test that Bengals luck with you guys wow. in the AFC oh, North. I, for, I forgot I prefer to that up. much more. I forgot to bring up. Uh, just I'm sorry. This is just uh, sometimes randomly. I was I've been fired up in the past four days, and just like random like thoughts just coming in and out. I'm pissed. I I didn't see a post game fit by Joe Burrow, man. Like I'm, I was really like I was really looking forward to more a, like, like a onesie out of the game. <laughs> I was really looking forward to like a floral blazer, a bucket hat, something just for me to you know quote tweet it out. Um, but I I didn't see it. I'm I'm pretty pissed about that. So just want to throw it out there quickly. Okay. Well, I also Christian, have you did you like the news that uh now that everyone's talking about Mahomes being compared to like the NFL greats like Joe Montana and stuff. Joe Cool lost his name, and it's officially back to Joe Montana again. Like Joe Cool is officially Joe, back Joe to Flacco Joe had the Joe Flacco had the Joe Cool nickname. All right, but don't, don't know, take it man. away from it's still Joe eleven Montana. touchdowns, zero second still... season run. Just saying, oh, Joe Cool, but that's Joe. That's Montana. That's the, that's love for four Super Bowls. Joe Flacco has the record for his legacy is that he was able to gain the most inspiration and performance ability out of his sheer desire to get paid a lot of money. Like, <laughs> literally the contract year run, and he played the best stretch of his entire life. I, I, like, it, it honestly, it honestly humors me. When you look back and you're like, who had the greatest postseason Super Bowl run? And you have to see Joe Flacco at one or two. It's just <laughs> beautiful to see. He was incredible in all those games. He was just ball. <laughs> those were good times, man. Those were good times. And, and, you know, it's crazy to think about. We completely forgot. It, it's, it's, it might be four Hall of Famers, Christian, if Aaron Rodgers retires. Because if Joe Flacco retires, it's going to add on to the Hall of Famers. I'm going to cry like Kobe. a baby. He's a Super Bowl champion. He has a case. I'll give him that, but I don't think he'll make it. I think he has a solid case. It's so weird that he has like a solid case. <laughs> I don't know. I think right. he has a better case than Philip Rivers. I don't think yeah. Rivers is going to get in either. I don't think Philip Rivers should get in, but I have a feeling that media is going to push it for him to get it in. I don't think Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers should be in the Hall of Very Good, but not Hall of Fame. Hall of Very yeah, Good. I don't think Rivers should probably get it either, but he'll get some, they'll both get some looks. Okay. So speaking of Hall of Fame and looks and New Orleans, uh, who you mentioned back a while back, um, Sean Payton decides to take the bag indeed from Walmart and goes to coach the Broncos. The Saints got like a pretty good haul. They get a first and a second. 
Then they have to give back a third to the Broncos um, for Sean Payton. And he's now in Denver with Russell Wilson. I'll be honest, I really thought Sean Payton was not going to take any of the jobs. I thought he was just going to flirt with all of them and then go back to TV, but he he sold on it. He really wanted to get back into it. Um, I don't. I still don't believe in Russ after what this travesty of football we saw this past year. But I'll say this, they're going to at least win three more games just sheerly based off Sean Payton. Like, he's worth at least two or three wins off just being so much better at coaching than Hackett. Um, they're still, I don't think, going to be, like, very great or even very good. Um, but, like, that's the best-case scenario for the Broncos, and I bet he's going to have an insane contract. Uh, yep. It was leaked 17 to 20 million a year, I think. Jeez. Hey, man, big bucks for the big coach, man. He's going to be – Kevin James is going to be awesome. <laughs> and uh, if you weren't with them when they were – when they're, what, five and some, what, five and 12? If you're not with them when they're five and 12, don't be with them when they're eight. And like, what, eight and seven? And eight and – I don't know what that number is. Eight and nine. Yeah, eight and nine. So, yeah, they, Colby, you're right. They might be good for three more wins. It's a long road ahead, but I mean, there's still good weapons around them. We forget that there's some injuries to that offense that were that did take place, but at the same time, it's it, it's such a like like you said, Cole. When you started this, Sean Payton was worth a first round pick and a second round pick. You have three first round picks and and a second round pick and like what two first two seconds. Invested in just Russell Wilson and Sean Payton now. Yeah. So the, it, it, we're just talking about guys that are going all in, and I I hate to reroute this all the way back to the Bengals, but a buddy of ours put it in the group chat about like salary caps. The reason why the Bengals have such a big salary cap is Joe Burrow has like one year left of his rookie deal. So guess what? They're in a bad spot if they can't go if they don't succeed next season. Oh, just that some, was uh, throw some point. more fuel to your fire was, there, Christian. That yeah. was another point. Thank oh, you, yeah. Jeff. I I totally you got to pay Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Uh, well, because T. Higgins and Joe Mixon are not on a fifth-year option. Oh, don't worry about Richardson. Joe Mixon's money anymore. And you don't have to worry <laughs> about Joe Mixon no more. <laughs> and you got Tyler Boyd as well coming up. You're gonna have to pay all these guys. It's not gonna happen. You're going to pay Burrow and Chase probably. Higgins is probably going to be the one that walks, which will cripple their offense. I do agree. Like, he's insane. And Jerry Judy wow. for the Broncos. They, the Broncos are going to be in the same boat, but in a worse situation. Like, they have way less cap space. Uh, yeah, not the same boat. <laughs> and they got – but it, it's going to be it, – yeah, it's the same boat, Colby, but with, like, a lot more holes in them. Like, a, one of the worst boats out there in the whole world. But like I was saying, like you have no picks coming up now for the four se- for at least you have no first round picks for two seasons now, so two more seasons I may say. If I'm a Broncos fan, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Like, if, well, if I'm any other fan, I I I'm not on the Sean Payton train. I don't believe Sean Payton's all that. Honestly, I don't think he him and Russ are gonna mesh well at all. I don't see that working. I mean, yeah, you could take the argument of short quarterback Sean Payton work with, but Drew Brees wasn't all that in the final years of his career. Russ is nearing the age of what Drew is, where he was kind of declining. So I don't see this working out. I see it be a fireball spit job in about two years. And I think it just cripples the rest of the team with giving away the first round pick. No, and paying 17 to $20 million a year on a five year contract. 
just don't see it working out. I think they're gonna be in the exact same spot they are they are this year. They'll just they'll just drag it along a little bit longer because they're paying that much money for Sean Payton. I think you may have, you have some points. Sean Payton may be a slight bit overrated. I don't I think you're underrating him a lot though. Like I still think Sean Payton's a very good coach. Like, you know, he's not just going to forget how to coach after one year. You forget. Last year he coached. He had Jameis Winston out there looking like an all-pro before he got hurt. Jameis Winston was playing the best football of his career. He only had, like, three interceptions, like, the whole first half of the year before he got hurt. And, like, he still almost made the playoffs with, like, Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater. Like, I do think he's a very – just, like, just from, like, a play-calling perspective, like, the offensive, like, it's – he's just very, like – creative and like he's very gifted like offensive play caller and like i don't know like i think he's a good coach i don't i agree with you that they're i don't think they're gonna be great by any means and like i don't really believe in ross even with him but i think i think a lot more lose to ross just not being good i don't think i don't think we'll ever see a good ross again can i reference i'm on the more optimistic side like i have my doubts i've said a lot of bad things about the Broncos this past season and I think Sean Payne gives a little bit of hope for them. And there's something that we completely forgot. When Sean, when Russell Wilson was being a diva when he was leaving Seattle, for, we're trying to leave Seattle the first time, New Orleans and Sean Payton was one of his uh, primary destinations that he wanted to go to. So I think this is something that Russ wants. And if it, Sean Payton's cool with it and he's all signed up and ready to go, knowing that he's lost his two picks already for the next couple of seasons – Knowing what situations he's in and how much he's being paid, I think I think he knows. Like, I I think he knew that he had the better option of either a staying off the TV or going back onto the field. So, and he chose to go back onto the field. And I think uh, think that I think that might come in. Like I said, I think it'll be good for enough three more wins. Like I I truly think that'll put them in enough in wild card talks. I think they'll they'll be back in the wild card talks. I don't think they're going to get in. I think they're going to be in the talks. I just think they're going to be in the talks for right now. And I don't, I don't blame Sean because I mean, I mean, if you're getting that bad, go ahead, man. <laughs> I mean, take it. Yeah, yeah. Like he's getting Tom Brady money. Like if Tom, when Tom Brady joins Fox, it's going to be what thirty, twenty-five mil. So, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, no. Tom Brady on Fox is going to be interesting. Like is he taking is he taking Greg's job? Like, because Greg has been doing a phenomenal so. job. Greg's been doing a phenomenal job on the mic. I know they might just um, take turns or like do different games. I mean, they'll both be doing. Wait. Dude, Tom Brady can be on a. He could be Fox Tampa Bay. He could do Fox Tampa Bay games when they're getting blown out every every week. That way, you guys can have so that way you guys can also have some happy revenge as well there, Colby. And that way, the fans are like getting some reimbursement. You know, like Tom Brady on the call to call some Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are zero and eight, who are zero and eight going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. No. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Trask has thrown his eighth pick of the season, and it's week three. Don't go oh. my Madden team when he played on my team. That sounds about right. Oh, I would take that. Your, he did play your Madden team that one year. I remember. <laughs> yeah, he played for three games, and I think it was right around that number, Christian, where I went insane and I was like, "I'm playing with like a fourth round quarterback or or lower." Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> ah, good times, but Colby, you got any other news for us, bud? 
Um, I was going to ask earlier if I can reference something hilarious that I heard on a different podcast. We were talking about the Broncos. Go for it. What do you got? Um, this guy, I can't, and I apologize. I cannot remember the guy's name. You have to go look it up. But he was on the Bill Simmons podcast. I was just listening to it during my like ridiculous day of driving. And uh, <laughs> we're talking about the Broncos. And he said that the Walmart owners of the Broncos should try to frame Russell Wilson for like a white collar crime to get out of his contract. <laughs> So he said, like, give him, like, some weird position at Walmart and frame him for a, a white-collar crime to get out of his contract. How many years are left on that contract? Like Four or five. Four or five. I don't even – it wasn't even active this year. So it's, like, next year. It's, like, the first year, right? Or they have one more year. Until it's, I think it might be one more. The cap, cap isn't real. Just starting. No, the cap is very much real. Uh, no, I, I don't <laughs> yeah. know, man. Rams had to pay the Pied Piper after they won the Super Bowl. The Bucks are about. Well, that's because they came out onto their Super Bowl parade and said "F them picks," and I think everyone and and I think I think Maybe. just the football gods themselves looked at them and was like, "Ooh, you shouldn't have done that." <laughs> no, Actually, uh, I did see. Uh, I'm not sure how if it was true or not. I think Pro Football um tweeted out. I, I have to look it up, but it was um. Jerry Jones said, like, he doesn't want to do what the Rams did and go all in and win the Super Bowl. And I was like, fuck, Jerry. Like, <laughs> you don't want to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> he, of all people, should be the ones that be pressing the button like that. He, he of all people, like, I saw his last year. I think I saw that same interview where he's talking about uh, McCarthy calling the plays and stuff. And he was, like, shaking. Yeah, I'm sitting here. I'm like, man. Like, are, are you sure you don't want to get that Super Bowl ring, man? Like, are, are you sure you don't want to push it on? I don't think you're going to see the repercussions of it. I don't think you're going to care about the – I don't think you're going to care about the downside if it actually pulls off. I mean, shoot, if he'd done it this season, who knows what the who knows what the Cowboys could have been this season, Cole. Probably lost in Philly in the NFC Championship game, maybe. If they, if well, this is coming from the guy that, was, that, that likes a quarterback that's not better than Brock Purdy. In his right. own draft class. Well, that's neither here nor there. Okay. Um, that was the last of the NFL news I had. I was going to say, oh. if you all have more you want to get to. There is some more. All right. The backhand slap that you have just given Davis Mills and the Houston Texans, as they actually did go through with what we were talking about. Remember how we were just talking about it was rumored that DeMarco Ryans was officially hired. For the mm-hmm. Texans, and I think yeah, that is a good step that. in the right I direction. I, just, I think that's a good step in the right direction for them. Yeah. Oh man, I apologize. I totally forgot about that. Uh, yeah. No, I agree. I like that hire a lot. Um, you're the Texans, like the, he was one of the hot candidates on the market after Sean Payton, and he went to the Texans. Like, nice. Like he did play for him every oh, yeah. day. He like wants to be in Houston, but you know, I really like that hire. Yeah, I think that's gonna be. A, I think that's gonna be a home run hit, and there's even. I don't think it's going to happen. There's, like, rumors that J.J. Watt was going to join as, like, the D-line coach or something like that. That would have been electric, but I don't think he's going to do that because he's all about the fam, and uh, yeah. you got to respect that about J.J. So, but, man, like, talk about talk about a good hire for, for a franchise that's been struggling, you know? And I'm pretty sure we already talked about Kellen Moore, but, Christian, your thoughts on Kellen Moore leaving the Cowboys to Justin so- Herbert? I have a live report because I actually work with a Chargers fan. Yeah, yeah, actual Chargers fan. Yeah, you don't really hear those too often. Oh, how's it in the Metro? 
no, I work with him. Um, so we work in the office. We we got the news live, and uh, he was pissed. Um, <laughs> he was not from his explanation from a charger standpoint. These are not my words, but pretty much he feels that Kellen Mond will not elevate Herbo's game. It will just kind of be a plateau, a flat kind of surface rather than going an upward trend. It just kind of seems like, and he, he kind of made sense. I mean, Cowboys, they, they, yeah, they'll have a top five offense, but like it just doesn't seem like that. It just seems kind of flat at times, boring. And that's what his worry is going to be happening with his Chargers offense. Mm. See, that's that's why I no one said anything in the group chat when I was like, oh man, Justin Herbert, he might be in trouble when Kellen Moore, you know, is coming to town. <laughs> But a couple of days later, you know, Colby, a couple of days later, I personally set that set myself down. I saw the numbers, especially after numerous of shows on that I've seen come up on my feed showing me that Kellen Moore, it's more Dak's fault is what everyone's been saying. So I don't I, I think who knows? I think he'll be better than what they've had before. I think that's what it is. I think that's what's gonna come down to. Colby, I kind of feel like you already I kind of feel like it's going to be the same. It's just going to be nothing special. Colby, you seem like you were already twitching to get out of this seat there. I saw you mute yourself and everything. What's going on? What are your thoughts? Oh, I mean, I don't know. He, he makes some good points there. But, oh, man, I don't know. That's tough. Come on. Sorry, I got distracted um, looking at oh. the NBA. Oh, we're getting ready for those tears, huh? Yeah, I apologize for that. I was uh the Nuggets are also playing the Warriors right now, so I was just kind of peeping what was going on with that. Ooh, I was wondering what was going on over there. I was like, I was like, this man hit himself over here. Like, what just happened? I don't blame him. I mean, yeah, Warriors true. are a tough outcome. Good luck. It took my yes. Warriors five, eh, five extra minutes to beat them, but like I said, we beat them. <laughs> Let's go Wolves. I'm sorry. Can't wait to hear about what you got this NBA tears. Um, or right, was the last I thing? Guess- about the Chargers? Oh, yeah, we were just talking about Kellen Moore. That's what was happening, Cole. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, so I I like <laughs> Kellen Moore higher more than you all, I think. Like, I don't think he's, like, amazing, but I think he's an upgrade over the last guy. Like, the Cowboys, like, they have some creative stuff they do. They scored a lot of points the last two years. Like, I don't know. I understand it from the Chargers. I can see where their fans might be coming from, but I think it kind of makes sense. At the end of the day, the Chargers will still be the Chargers too, though. I don't think at the I think this is this is this higher worth the playoff win? You know, is this higher going to get them into the divisional round? That's what I'm asking myself. You know, yeah, probably. I like, mean, especially in the AFC. Like, tough. if we're talking about in the <laughs> AFC, let's just talk about already returning people going to the AFC. All right, we're talking, we're talking Chiefs, we're talking. Shoot, I'm gonna go ahead and say Broncos because of Sean Payton. No, I'm gonna go. What? No, <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and say it. We're gonna say Jesus the AFC West. Lord, Wait, we're can we do the sure fires? The AFC West is right back in there and everything because who knows? Derek Carr could even come back, or Aaron Rodgers can go to Vegas. So I'm yeah. saying everyone in the AFC West. We're gonna go ahead and just circle that whole box. No, AFC North. You could almost circle that entire box as well. So it's like the field is very competitive and everything so it, that's what i'm trying to say like is this game or is this hire going to be worth a playoff win you know especially when the when it comes down well, to the line and we know how the chargers are we know how staley is 
Is this really going to get them that playoff win? Nope. And that's where I that's where I agree with Christian saying that the Heat you feel that plateau. It's like I do think it's a good hire, Colby. It's an upgrade, but I am very I am very conscious of that plateau that is looming over right now in Los Angeles. And that's and that's like in a charter standpoint, I'll probably feel the same if the Baltimore Ravens uh, hire a coordinator that is not Eric Benemini or a young person. If it's some old cuck, I'm not gonna be happy because it's gonna it's just gonna feel like a plateau. Like I need I need some flavor. I need some like you know some spice to it. Actually, throw it to a wide receiver past the first down marker kind of spice. <laughs> so. It's a it's a it's a wild uh, market around. I think this might have been the first year that there's about like fifteen like OC openings. <laughs> Dude, it, Christian, what if the Ravens just don't get anybody and Greg, Greg Roman's just still sitting there and he's like, "Please, I'll come back. I'll change my ways." And, like, and Greg Roman's just like the only last candidate there. What? what like Greg, what? I'm like Greg. I'm I'm gonna have to pull out the Men in Black thing. And I'm gonna have to erase your mind for the past three years and go back to 2019. All right, bam. Then I'll take him. Other than that, Greg, you can take your you can take your McChickens and uh and your five yard dump offs and just you know <laughs> right off on the sunset, buddy. And since we're talking about offensive coordinators, before we wrap up the NFL, Colby, I know you're looking away from the camera. Let's talk about Matt Canada. How excited are you for uh, next season with Matt Canada and uh, how we get to talk about the second-year QBs? Always love to bring that up to you. I'm excited about next season. I'm not really excited about Matt Canada, but I'm excited about <laughs> everything else around him I think is going to be improved and elevated. And, like, it'll the offense will just be better in spite of him. And, like, if he does bad, they'll fire him. But – like, I do think, like, Pickett will be a lot better. The young receivers will be better. The line got a lot better over the course of the year. We have draft picks, money. So, like, I feel pretty good. Not about Matt Canada, but I feel good about the rest. <laughs> so, hopefully, they can overcome his incompetence. I just love how you're trying to say something so like to encourage and inspire yourself. And Christian's just laughing at me. <laughs> Go ahead, I'll, laugh, I'll laugh right back. Just the way he's just said it throughout the game. I'm not happy. <laughs> you don't sound inspired, Colby. I'm not gonna lie. You don't sound like you're ready to, to rally behind the boys in Matt Canada for one more season. It doesn't sound like you're ready to rally behind Matt Canada for another season. That's what that's all it's I think that's what he's really laughing at. You say great things, but at the end of the day, it's like you don't mean it. <laughs> I mean it. I do mean the stuff about everyone else, but yeah, I mean I don't really believe in him. He's not very good. But you know what? The Steelers—they sure do like patience with their coaches, if nothing else. So you know, it's the old Pittsburgh way. You know, loyalty and all and all that. Um, we'll see. Like, and my I question for you, listen. another question for you, Cole. What yeah. could you laugh about for the Ravens? What is what is the only laughable thing for you right now for well, the Ravens? Well, it's kind of mean, but they do have a little bit of a situation going on with their quarterback right now that they're going to have to deal with. Like, I don't think he's going to be happy if they give him the franchise tag. I Realistically, I think he's probably going to be there. But also, yeah, Lamar Jackson is great for the 12 games that he plays every year. But then those last couple, he doesn't play. And so it's not as much of a, of a concern. 
Like, we laugh like, as I much as this was a fun laugh at the bank. I can't get mad because I know he's coming back and we're like going back. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Like, I I'm not mad because I, I can, I know it's going to happen. But if that happens, Christian. I will tip my cap to you, good sir. Let's say, and congratulations, sir. I was incorrect because I, I, I don't see it. I'm on cloud nine. You can't eat. <laughs> the Bengals losing. You are like, having you a great day. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to kill your boss, but you know, y'all are taking, you're taking some shots at the Steelers, so I'm going to take some shots back. You know, it's a respectable rival. Someone, someone could drop kick me in the neck right now, and I'd be like, thank you. Like, that made me feel like a rush right now. I do respect Okay. <laughs> Um, that's that slap box. That's that slap box is presented by the Dana White right there for you. Um, yeah. Um, so I had one more NFL thing if y'all want, and then I'll get one more meeting for the tears. Unless oh, of course. So I was just gonna ask, unless y'all have anything else, I was just gonna ask, um, because Christian, since you didn't really get to talk too much about uh, D'Amico Ryan's, like, so I think it's a good hire. If you're the Texans, like D'Amico Ryans, Jalen, we both like it. Christian, you can start. Because uh, I know, Christian, you are big anti-Bryce Young. Uh, and so they have the two number two pick in this draft. They're realistically picking a quarterback. So what would you do? Uh, try to, Who would you want if that number two pick, if you're the uh, if you're the Texans? What would you do there, Christian? Well, I'm, not, I'm not taking Bryce Young, obviously, because I'm not the biggest fan. I mean, he's Kyler Murray 2.0. It's going to suck in the league. Um, and... Not big fan of this entire QB class, but I'll probably take CJ Stroud, honestly. I agree with that. That's who I would want as well. I, I kind of like Stroud the most. I'm with you on that. I don't hate Bryce Young as much as you do because he does, I think, do some things that are really special, but the size worries me too much. And Levis is just like he has upside, but he's, I can't trust him. So I think, I think Bryce Young actually might be shorter than, uh, I saw it. I oh God, who was it? But you're like, oh, he's actually a lot more shorter. I don't think it was Kyler. It might have been Kyler, but it's either him or Russ. I want to say one too. Like, he's also like yeah. way thinner than Kyle or Kyler. He's much skinnier. But I, 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 I forgot. I love the D'Amico hire. Oh my God, I love that former player. Like you know, he loves the city. Love it. <laughs> They're not gonna fire him after one year, probably. Hopefully not. I don't think so. I think it is a pretty hefty contract. Yeah, and I, I think I think everyone had the expectations of um, Coach Dave and um, and uh, Coach Lovey that they were uh, probably gonna go one and done. Like I, I feel like everyone had that expectation coming into the seasons. This one feels like it's gonna stick for a while. Yeah, I think that, uh, that's exactly what I thought when I saw this hire. I think this one's gonna stick well. It, it might be a, at least a franchise transition for them, you know. Hopefully, you can at least build something good over there. So, but then again, like at the end of the day, it's still the Houston Texans. Who knows what <laughs> could go wrong over there, you know? But it's still a good hire. Like at the end of the day, I'm with everybody. It is a good hire. He was one of the top candidates. He didn't get a head coaching job for some odd reason. I would have prayed to the I would have prayed to the God, football gods that he would have made it to uh to the Vikings defensive coordinating spot, but obviously why would he do that? You could have just gone back to the Niners. So it it, it really he is that good though he is that good. So yeah, I like it. I think it will work. Um, all right, y'all. Anything else you want to hit here before we uh 
get to some basketball. Oh, um, shit. I think we've been waiting for this. Um, I I haven't said my piece on the Eagles uh, oh, Niners yeah. game, but um, yeah, go for it. Yeah, that, that sucked to see, honestly, and like he can tell, yeah. like Niners are just slowly dying, and kind of sucks to see. I mean, and we can now get a Kelsey Bowl, and I mean, I think me and Colby were both on Philadelphia and Chiefs to be in the Super Bowl, or it was me and Jay. I know one and two, um, but here we are, Kelsey Bowl and Reed Revenge game. Philadelphia. I'll see you next week, and I can't promise I'm gonna put money on y'all, but I do have two bets that's a guaranteed winner because I did place them last week because I put Chiefs to be Eagles and Eagles to be Chiefs, so I'm guaranteed a winner. So, nice. But nice. We will have our Super Bowl. I I don't think I'm gonna make a parlay. I'm just gonna make a nuke, a nuke. I'm gonna pick one player. I'm probably gonna put a good two to three hundred. We'll, 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 oh. so we'll come down. We'll, we'll see who's who's gonna get that new next week. I like that strategy. And also, and also freaking AJ Brown once again. So only one off on the Bears do that. <laughs> hey, the nuke is gonna be coming in for the dues list because you can't do a dues list for a Pro Bowl flag football game. Uh, I don't think that's even like bettable. I I, I I truly don't think you could even bet on that. Um, so, if it is bettable, just hit me up on Sunday, and I might have a nuke. <laughs> I'll find a way to make. It. Um, are they even playing a game? I don't even think they're playing a game. Are they? Like, I think it's, it's, just... it's seven on seven flag, flag football. football. Oh, never mind. They're I'm playing, not touching that. They're playing like cornhole, and uh, they're doing all sorts of other fun little games. I forget what else, but they're just doing a bunch of dumb stuff. So that's why yeah, I said Kirk Cousins is going to have the time of his life. Exactly. You guys it's are his bag. Guys are just ripping on this Pro Bowl, man, for no reason. But I, I'm with you, Christian. And once Brock Purdy went down, it was a shame. Um, I already said this once, but the 49 but let's go ahead and say it because I don't think we mentioned the 49ers defense played out of their minds. They kept that game competitive. Yep. And yeah, you know, if they would I, who I, knows what would have happened if Brock Purdy would have came out and finished that game. I mean I think, I think he did go I think out Brock there and finish yeah, the game. I think I think they would have won. I think they would have won if Brock was still in there because their defense balled out until unfortunately they just gave up because it was just it got to that point where like, dude, why are we even playing? Yeah. It did get to that point because yeah. it was to the point where the Eagles are handing off the football again. And now we're always hearing these questions about Jalen Hurts' health. So, I mean, both quarterbacks going into the Super Bowl are banged up. So, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be interesting buildup going into that. But what are your thoughts on all that and everything since you didn't really get to share? What are your thoughts on just Jalen Hurts and how everyone's been saying, oh, he has – first of all, Eagles – it's just everyone's been saying, oh, Eagles, they got a joyride pretty much to the playoffs. I say it's not their fault. They play in the NFC. That's, 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 that's what I was going to heavily imply on. You, you yeah. want to make it their fault that they had that road? Like, what? Why? why? It's, it's like it's that argument sometimes that pisses me off. I'm like, why are you making this as argument? Did they pick that road? No. They, they just got what they had. Like, it's simple as that. Exactly. And like I told Colby, if the Vikings had a better defense, they would have put up a better fight, man, than any of those Giants. Or ugh, if only we had a defense, but instead we just had eleven players on offense and an old man. He decided, anyways. 
I just want back to the Eagles and everything. Jalen, now the next story is Jalen Hurts as hell because he didn't throw the ball that well or that much these last couple of playoff games. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's I think it's stupid to make that argument against them. Like it's it it, it kind of implies with the their schedule wise. If they're up a lead, why are they going to pass? Run out the clock. Simple as that. Kind of how they did against the San Francisco 49ers. Jalen doesn't need to be out there throwing it like that. He is a special human that can use his legs and make plays. He does not have to sit there and play the pocket. If he has to sit there and play the pocket, he has to do so. But it's the simple, what's going to win you the game? Use your best athleticism to do whatever you got to do. So the shoulder, I, I didn't see anything wrong with that this past weekend. So I don't, I don't know. It, I think it just came down to that the game plan was that they knew Purdy wasn't going to throw. They could just run out the clock. Simple as that. So I think it's going to be a lot more said in the Super Bowl to see how we can find out how that goes. Because um, I feel like Jalen's going to have to throw a little. Because I don't think the run game is going to get as established in theory. But never know. But that's what my thoughts. Yeah, man. that that was where my make my big questions after the Eagles that I've seen come up on my feed and all that jazz. Cole, anything else you got for the wrap up football? Uh, we've been stalling, but it's, I think it's time. I think it's time, everyone. I'm good if y'all are. We got some, we got a little more time than usual. If y'all want to, uh, this can be just our whole, I guess, NBA discussion to finish. You can challenge or uh, anything you want as we're going here. Um, if y'all are ready, I'm I'm always ready. I'm ready. Yep. All right, word. One. Sorry, pull back up soon. Any minute now. Sorry, some technical technical uh, malfunctions. Okay, here we go. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Yes. There we are. (laughs) Okay, so as you see, I got this lovely uh, Google Docs here. Um, we've got all the past tiers on here. These were the most recent tiers about a month and some change ago, if I believe. Oh my goodness, that's annoying. Okay, sorry about that. So here we go. Are you all ready? Unveiling the February 2nd tiers. We need need at least some sort of like sound effect. I want to, yeah. I want to. I'm trying my best to come up with really funny, really good, clever names, especially for this bottom tier because it's got the same theme all year, but I'm trying to just keep coming up with new names for it. So it's the lowest tier on the tiers this week. We have Thomas Jefferson's cabinet. Now you might say, what does that mean? Well, if you know history, back in the 1800s when Thomas Jefferson was president, he made this deal called the Louisiana Purchase where he got like half the country now and all this land. He got a big prize of land from France. Well, these teams are also trying to get a big prize out of France. And that is, of course, the freak of nature, Victor Webinyama, one of the best prospects ever. Only one new visitor to this uh, bottom Webinyama tier this time, and it's the Magic. They've kind of been bouncing in and out of the first and the second tier uh, all year. They're better than the rest of these teams, but they're still just too young, not very good, too far away. The potential is there. Detroit is awful. They, They are just bad. They sneak some wins sometimes, but they don't have Kate Cunningham, Jaden Ivey. Um, he looks like he could be promising, but they are also just a young team that is raw and bad. Houston has some real upside with um, uh, blanking on his name, Smith. Ter- terrible. Uh, Jabari Smith Jr., he is a dog, and Jalen Green. 
is an absolute bucket getter. But this and Shingun is actually pretty nice too. So the Rockets also have some pieces, but they are bad. Uh, Charlotte is a disaster outside of Lamelo Ball. They they are just a terrible team, and he's not even really progressing as you want him to. It hasn't been the best year. And the Spurs have probably the most barren roster in the NBA. They are in full tank rebuild mode. But all these teams are doing a good job, and they are currently the front runners for the second most valuable prize in the NBA this year after the championship. And that is Victor Webinyam. About time you put the magic down that low, Colby. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, we got up, up one tier higher. It's not like I had him near the top. <laughs> You've been saying some uh, audacious things about the magic. No, no other challenges. <laughs> No challenges. Just glad of glad that they're glad glad of position. That's all. All right. Well, this will I'm sure get more fun as we get up here. All right. This is the thing we like to say. Oh, I gotta move this. Just blow it up already. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Just blow it up already is the tier. So yeah, these teams, it's not working. Like you're in the mix for a playing spot. They're better than the bottom tier of teams. They're not completely horrible, but they're all below 500. Um, they're close. They're in the mix. They might make the, well, Washington is closer and Portland is than Toronto. But there you, there you have them. Washington, Toronto, Portland. They all could maybe still fight and keep their rosters together and try to get a playoff spot. But realistically, what's the point? You're going to get best case scenario. You sneak an eight seed and get waxed. Um, Portland. It's tough because I know Dame wants to be there, so maybe you keep him, but I would be trying to move Nurkic and Grant and some of these other players. They have some promising young pieces. Simons is awesome. Shaden Sharp looks like he's going to be a very good player one day. He's still very young. Toronto needs to blow it up. They have far more movable, valuable pieces than Portland and Washington. They have Ananobi, who they're saying could get like two or three first-round picks. If they wanted to, they can move Van Fleet, who's about to be a free agent. They could get a haul for a good haul for him. If they really want to blow it up, they can move Siakam and just rebuild around Precious Achua and, uh, of course, Scotty Barnes. But the Raptors, I think, it's not working. It's time to blow it up and build around Scotty. And you know how I feel about the Wizards. They've been just determined to always be just good enough to be right there in the mix for the playoffs, never good enough <laughs> to do anything and never bad enough to have the number one pick. That is always their goal, and they are doing an excellent job of it this year. They're even winning some games lately. They are almost back up to 500 and have climbed their way into that nine seed. So they are right where they want to be. Oh, cool. You know, they're I, I, the only one I, ha I hate to hate to put a pause button on. It's going to be the Blazers. I think, I think Dame, he's just balling out again. He's back. You know, it's going to be, a, it's going to be almost like a Bradley Beal situation where, yeah, you're going to be saying they're blowing up already, but they're going to be doing probably their their method is going to be probably doing the same same old thing going forward, just like the Wizards. You may have a point there. The Trailblazers definitely are the best of these three teams, I think. But, I mean, they got a they got an all star on their team. Yeah, Siakam has a case that he could be an all star. He's pretty good, but yeah, Christian, have any complaints for this tier? I know the Wizards are very near and dear to your heart. <laughs> Uh, they used to. They used to. Um, <laughs> that was many, 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 many years ago. Um, I've been a, I've been a Luka Doncic fan for the past uh, five years now. Um, so I've been off that Wizards fan for a while. But hey, Kyle Kuzma should be an All Star. So you know, just ball. <laughs> Kuzma has been awesome. All right, he has so, been ball. That was a good All Star shout out. Yep. 
All right. Any other complaints with this tier? On to the next no. one. They're, the tiers are a little more divided up this time. Ahead of schedule. These are three teams that are young, that are supposed to be rebuilding, and thought I thought all three of these teams I had at the start of the year in the Web and Yama tier, props to all three of them for proving me wrong. They are all very competitive, very good teams that are firmly in the play-in tournament mix, but it's different than these teams below them who are just perpetually treading because these teams are all just rebuilding and have super young cores that are ahead of schedule. The Thunder have SGA, who is an all-star. He's been awesome. Giddy is also awesome, and they've got a lot of young guys that are getting better. Dort is a great defender. Indiana, Halliburton is ridiculous. He made the all-star team. He's awesome. Uh, they have Chris Duarte is a nice shooter. He got hurt. And then Mathurian, the kid they drafted from Arizona, is a dog. Miles Turner's playing so well that he ended up getting a new contract. Like, um, the the Pacers are really uh, playing very well. They're gelling a lot of nice, fun young guards. I feel like I'm missing someone as well. And then the Jazz, we thought were going full tank mode when they did the crazy Gobert haul. Turns out some of those pieces were pretty valuable. And Markinen, who they got in the – Mitchell trade is an all-star this year. And so the Jazz and the team that has all these picks and it's just trying to rebuild is uh, right there in the mix. So all these teams, good young teams ahead of schedule. They won't go far, but good for them. Nice, nice stories. A lot better than I thought they would be. You can go ahead and go to the next tier. I want to see where you uh, got. I know that I just want to say, I know the Jazz owner is probably pissed because that was not his <laughs> game player. At all, Don't. like if he if he said this is a game he's lying his ass off because they should not be right here. That's true. Probably he probably does want to be in the in Thomas Jefferson's cabinet. <laughs> oh, he was oh. probably playing. <laughs> Go ahead, Jalen. No, I was agreeing. Yeah. All right. You want to see the next one? You said. Yeah. All right. This one is a little smaller. Uh, actually, no, it's the same. Secretly scary. One of these teams, I'll be honest, doesn't fit perfectly here, but I didn't have a better place to put them. And it's the Lakers, the Bulls, and the Hawks. So these teams are all below 500. They are not good by any foreseeable measurable definition, really. Well, some. But they're all dangerous in their own way. The Lakers, it's obvious. They have LeBron James, who's still unbelievable, and he's hooping. And AD is back. He's still kind of getting back into it. He's always an injury risk, so there's that. But if he's healthy and they're both out there, they can beat anyone when they're both in their bag. And if the role guys step up, Darvin Ham is a pretty good coach. They're certainly, even though they're 13th right now, they're the West is so tight. They could easily get in the play-in. And if we're being honest, the Lakers, both the Nuggets and Memphis, the two top seeds, would not want the Lakers first round over like the Jazz or Portland or Oklahoma City, if we're being real. So there's that's why they're secretly scary. The Bulls, who have all these really nice players, do this really weird thing where they play very well for the most part, against the top-tier teams in the league. And they can beat – they've beaten Boston. They can beat Brooklyn. They've beaten – like, they can beat the top dogs in the East. But they lose to bad teams a lot, and that's why they're they're down a little bit below 500, scrapping for a playing spot. I do think they're a lot more talented than some of these teams below them in the tiers, which is why I have them up this high. And they have some tough matchups that, if it's not working, you could exploit – and the Hawks, I don't think, are really that scary, but they do have Trey Young who can just shoot the lights out and do kind of some crazy stuff sometimes. If Murray's also playing well, it doesn't really fit perfectly. They're currently the eighth seed. They're not great. But I do I didn't think it's they need to blow it up because they have Trey Young and they didn't really fit in any of these other tiers. So I think they're more dangerous than these teams below them, but they're not that scary as much as I would say the Lakers or the Bulls could be. 
I don't know, man. I, I, I would argue for prob I would argue for somebody to go up and probably take the Bulls. Because I think the Bulls are one of those teams that can probably be slid into also to just blow it up already as well. There. I debated putting them there, but I was generous. But besides <laughs> that, I have no arguments besides that. Who would you move up instead of you said you're gonna move someone up? Unless you just drop um probably the first part I would probably go with OKC, honestly. But if you're looking for an Eastern team, it would be I would be confident with putting the Pacers up there as well. But they haven't been playing their best basketball as of lately, though. I have noticed that. So I'd, I'm more comfortable with the OKC pick. Um, I I haven't been on since the the incident that LeBron um did of uh, being on all fours and complaining about the heat. <laughs> um, that was um that was quite a show to see. I was like, oh, LeBron, the good luck buddy. Um, but Fandle, you can bet on LeBron when he's gonna break the her um Kareem's oh, points yeah. record. Um, so right now, I don't know what he's at right now. Um, but they're projecting the favorite to be when he faces Milwaukee. Um, the second favorite is when they face OKC in two games. Um. But that is where that's at right now. So I'm interested to see where that ends. I think I'm going to put a bet on OKC. I think he breaks it on the first home game they have. See that? I'm going with the third game. It's going to take his time. But then again, I already said, I already saw the post that was like, it's like 20K just for tickets to that game because everyone's expecting that to be the record night. Once it becomes like, once he plays like one into even two more games that the once if it becomes like really clear that he's probably going to get it like a one game the ticket prices are just going to go insane people are going to be trying to sell them off probably that's going to be nuts that city's that team's going to make a lot of money that night if it's a road game he's at he got one uh, oh no was that was that yesterday or uh you know he got it tonight he got 26 so he's he's putting he's pushing to the metal right now <laughs> All right. Are you all ready to continue with these tiers? Anyone have any, Christian, you have any other complaints? We'll take silence as a yes. Oh. Let's keep going. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. On to the next tier. From here on out, all these teams oh, are. I forgot Colby can't see us when he shared the screen. I completely forgot about that. This team has the uh, potential to be good. Um, so the rest of these teams are better significantly. Like there's, this is where I'd say there's a good line here. The ER, the emergency room, it's not a place you want to be. And both these teams are in the ER for two reasons, because one, their season is on emergency of going horribly wrong. And they also have their star franchise player injured. And that is the Pelicans and the, the Suns. The Pelicans have been high on the tiers all year long. They were the one seed in the West for a good little chunk there. Since Zion has gotten hurt, they have fallen off a cliff. They've they lost like 9 of 10, I believe. Um, they might have lost 10 in a row after the Nuggets game uh, last night. They are in a free fall, and they're down to 10th in the West. They were in first for a while. It's a bizarre free fall. Hopefully Zion gets back soon and they can save it because they were a fun team. And Phoenix, they were doing good. Devin Booker gets hurt. They fell off a cliff. They've been awful. Atlanta ran them out of the gym last night in a bloody, bloody massacre. But they are still over 500. They're 
crawling as the eighth seed right now in the in the West. I think once Booker gets back, they'll still snag a, a playoff spot. But both these teams are in real jeopardy of just the season croaking out on them because of injuries and other other things that are going wrong. Of all the teams that I believe more in, though, I think the Pels have the best chance. I mean, we've seen the Pels work with that was high on last season and they make the playoffs. Not working right now. So, I know it's not right now, but I mean, I'm just saying in the long haul, I would expect the Pels to bounce back sooner than the Suns. And even though you can say, oh, Suns been to a championship recently, I'd be like, oh, I, I, my bias would kick in and be like, nah, not CP zero rings wouldn't do it. Um, I mean, hey, no, I'm with you on I that. I like the spot that they're in, though. I do like the spot that you have them yeah. in. I'll put it that I'm not disagreeing with your position. I'm just saying, if there's anyone I expect to climb out of it, it's the Pels. No, I agree with that. I, the Suns, this is the lowest they've been on the tiers all year. I mean, same for the Pelicans, but still, Christian, well, they're, they're corny, so I love it there. <laughs> all right, y'all ready for the next one? You know what, Christian? That's the best word to describe the Suns. They are. That's probably why I hate them. You know, you know what video pisses me off every time I see it? It's that video of last year. I think it was last year or two years ago where they decide to work out after the game. Oh, like, yeah. That's where my hate it for the – I used to love the Suns. I was like, oh, I love to see them. I'll open our eyes and I see that video. I'm like, I hate them. God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Then, yeah, you're doing too much at that point. Oh, that's funny. But, all right, Cole, continue. Something about me and cornballs. Get into the good teams here. <laughs> Rock solid. These teams are all pretty good. They will all be safely, I believe, even though the standings are tight at some times for one more than the other two. I firmly believe all these teams will be in the playoffs. They are good. They are better than, I think, the play-in level teams by a little margin. They will lose in the first round still probably unless things go really right for them. But they're solid teams and they're good. The Knicks, Jalen, your Minnesota Timberwolves making an appearance. This is the highest they've been in a, in a little bit. And the Miami Heat, who have been down on all year, but they are playing pretty well lately and they've gotten up to the sixth seed. Bam is an all-star. Um, the Heat, yeah, Bam and Jimmy. Jimmy's even declining. It's more the Bam show now. Jimmy didn't even make the all-star team. Bam did. Bam's awesome. They still have a solid team. They're well-coached. And they're going to be in the playoffs. They're the sixth seed. They're the Heat. They're better than I thought they'd be. I still don't think they have a chance, much of a chance to get out of the first round. The T-Wolves, after the rocky start, are back. Jalen, as, as you mentioned, they are really tearing it up and playing really well. Ant-Man is back. In spite of the weird Gobert mess and the dumbest trade ever they, they didn't need to make. Um, once they get Cat back, like if Ant keeps playing like this, like they're comfortably, I think, going to be in the playoffs because of Anthony Edwards. I think they're better than the Lakers, than the Suns at this point all these teams below them. The Pelicans, I do think, could be better if Zion is back healthy. But I think they're better than the rest of these Western teams on the tiers. And I like Minnesota to be to be in the mix in the playoffs. And the Knicks, man, Julius Randle made the all-star team again. Julius Randle is now a two Yeah, I saw that. Folks, he balled out this year. Big bounce back year. Brunson's awesome. R.J. Barrett, even though he's had some issues lately, he's still a pretty good player. Quentin Grimes is playing well, like, the Knicks got, I mean, they're not great, and they don't have, like, a superstar. So, realistically, the East is too tough for them to go anywhere. But they'll be solidly in the playoffs. They're a nice team. I'm like, they're just like that team. I think they're honestly better than the team that was two years ago uh, when they had when they were the four seed. But this East is just much tougher than that one. Mm. 
Well, Colby, I'm just going to say on my behalf, I'll just wait and see what you got. Right, what else you have in store for us? No comments on your wolves. We got to see who else is above us. That's why. I got to see what atrocious teams you have above me. Atrocious. Yeah. This may be um, recency bias just because I've been slowly trying to get back into NBA just because sadly the season's coming to an NFL. So I don't want to think about that, but that's uh, <laughs> sad thoughts. Maybe, yeah, those are sad thoughts. Um, but this may be recency bias, but the Wolves might be better without the cat. I like that take. Uh, I'm not I'm not against that take, Chris. Just I've been thinking, the same. I've been thinking that for the last – I think Kobe was the one. That, I don't know who was the one that told me about it. But somebody told me about a life without cat, and I wasn't too upset about it. Because I watched the end of um the Wolves Kings game uh, two days ago, and they was just falling out. I was like, oh, don't see cat. Velo's also yeah, playing no, a lot better. Yeah, Rudy's finally playing like a seven foot center. So yeah. But uh, like like I said, Cole, I want to see what else you got on this list before uh, before I start my Wolves rant. Just right. got to see who else you got above us, you know. Well, all these teams above you are here because they have more upside. And that is why the next tier is kerosene and matches. These teams all have explosive potential and that you could see them all making a deep playoff run and being super dangerous and beating anybody at any time. They're also volatile and explosive and can kind of collapse on themselves at any time and are very inconsistent. And they all have their own deep flaws. It's the Clippers, the Mavs, and the Warriors. We'll do the Clippers first. Their flaws are actually, all year I thought simple, not so simple. They're they're fourth up to fourth in the West, so they're in a good spot. But obviously there's just the Kawhi-Paul George injury factor. You never know when Kawhi's even going to play. And their roster's kind of weird. It's just like a lot of wings, and they don't have the best guards. They, I just think they need like an elite guard for this team, or at least like a borderline, like really good guard for this team to go over the top. But they're still, because of Kawhi and PG, if they turn it up in the playoffs and everyone's hooping, they're very good, and they can beat anybody in the playoffs and be super dangerous. Dallas, the only reason Dallas is up this high is because they have Luka Doncic, who I think is the second-best player on the planet, probably, second or third. Amazing score, carrying the team night in and night out. And the reason they're not any higher is because their team is held back by how bad the rest of the roster is. They've got to do something different and get him someone else to play with. This team is just not good enough around him for them to make it. Now, I think it's going to be very difficult for them to get back to the Western Conference Finals. But then again, he did it last year. He also had a better team last year. Um, so yeah, their roster is not great. And Golden State won the championship. They are this high because of pure respect. Um, they're currently playing the Nuggets right now, and they're currently scrapping around in those lower playoff seeds in the West. They'll ultimately be in the playoffs, and if they're there, they're dangerous because the championship pedigree, but they're awful on the road. They're still not a great defensive team, and it does feel like, I mean, I really do think there's like some bad vibes from Draymond punching Jordan Poole in the face. Like, <laughs> like Steph Curry's getting mad at Jordan Poole. So I think they have some real chemistry stuff going on. Um but obviously they could also win the championship if they just get everything clicking at the right time and turn it on and Steph goes crazy because they did it last year. But they were much better in the regular season last year than they have been this year. So that's why I couldn't put them any higher. Mm. All right, Cole. I was following you all the way up until the Draymond punch. I'm not going to lie. I was following you. First, first, I'm going to go with this. The Clippers. I think they should be a little bit lower. I like the reason why you buy them up because, yeah, if they if it, you're you're putting a huge if on them, Colby, these guys still haven't figured out how to play together. 
you know, and after all this time being with each other, they still haven't put it together. So I think they deserve to be in the rock solid category with the Heat and the Knicks. That's fair. Um, case, actually. That's not bad. No, yeah, thank you, thank you. Notice how I kept my wolves out of that. Um, also, I would like to say the Warriors. I, I, I might, I, I want to see who you got above the Warriors and Mavs because I think those are all, I think you might be underestimating them, Cole. Might be. I have to see what you got above them. The Mavs but, or just the Warriors? But those are the two that I'm on that I have my little suspicions on. But besides that, no other questions until further further review. Okay. Christian? Uh, the Mavs are perfectly said, literally like perfectly said, like it's simple as that. You, you, you need someone else for this team to take that next step. If not, it's just going to be literally Luca carrying every single night. And it's truly amazing to see that man do that every single night. Love him. And I have to agree with Jalen. I think you're underestimating the Warriors. I just have, like, I mean, they're, they're, they're dynasty. Like, you can never, it's just like that. I can't get it out of my head that these, their champion pedigree. I just I don't know. I feel like they're kind of in the same spot they were last season. Like no one really like wants to give them the credit, and then they start rolling. They were a lot better last year in the regular season, though. Like from the jump, than they were this year. They're like barely above five hundred right now. The West is just a mess. I think the only reason why you all, also though is they have more expectations when coming into this season is because they already came. You know the challenge they overcame those challenges from last season. But in this season, on top of it, though, they got a lot of returns, and those returns did not pay off. Like James Wiseman coming back, everyone was hyped for. He hasn't spoke. He hasn't done a thing. He's back in the G League, or he comes all in I and forgot, out. From I the forgot G League. about that man. So you literally just said his name. Yeah, I was like, oh god, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> I think I think that's why Colby, you might be a little bit underestimating. But like I said, I gotta see who you have above him because if you depending on who you have above him, I might be sitting there like, all right. I can see why you put the Warriors right there. But the Mavs are also a team. I think you have the Clippers at the right spot or maybe one spot lower would be fine but for me. But the Mavs are the are the next team that I'm also keeping an eye on. The Warriors are by far, I think, the most scary of that. Y'all do make a case. Maybe I have them too low, but we will see. All right, must-see TV. These teams oh, are the best stories see. in the NBA. They're not going to win the championship. They are awesome. They are. They play beautiful. They're like uh, the. I had the other alternate name I had for this category was artists because they just play beautiful basketball. The Cavs are so deep. They've got all these long, athletic wings. They got all these shooters. They have elite guard play with Garland and Mitchell. They'll comfortably be a four or five seed in the East and have to take out one of the big dogs that is above them that we'll get to, which they could do because they are versatile and loaded. I like their upside, but I worry about their defense, and I do think because they're young, they ultimately won't be able to make it too deep in the playoffs, but they are must-see TV. The future is very, very bright. And can the beam team take a hand? Who would have thought that the Kings of Sacramento be up this high on season? It's so far aging to be at least from a basketball standpoint, the greatest take that we have had in the history of this podcast. <laughs> games is the sleeper team. I thought like playoffs, not they're the three seed and they are a couple games up on these teams in the tiers below them. Are they more dangerous in the playoffs than a hot warriors? No, but as of right now, they are better team than the warriors by a little margin. They are consistent. They're winning at home on the road. They're at home atmosphere in Sacramento in that new radium with the beam and the beam culture that they've built around the beam is madhouse. That is one of the environments in the league. Like, 
De'Aaron Fox got snubbed. He should have been an all-star. Sabonis did get it. Like, Sabonis and Fox fit perfectly. They are an elite combo that is so tough to stop. stop. And they've just built the roster out perfectly around them. They have shooters. I mean, Curter has been amazing. That was a steal from the Hawks. Um, Keegan Murray, he's up and down because he's a rookie, but he's really talented. He's really good. He's got it done. And Malik Monk is playing out of his mind. He's having the best season of his career. Like, they're deep. They run around. They are they are so fun to watch. And I think they have a good chance, depending on who they get in the first round, because they're going to probably get home court in the first round. If it's not the Warriors, I mean, they can beat – like, don't sell the Kings too short. I could see them beating the Clippers or the Mavs in a series, or any, or the Suns or the Pels maybe. It's going to be tough. I don't uh, – the Warriors maybe not. But, like, the Kings are good, man. What a story. They are must-see TV. I love how you kept my wolves out of that talk. Good job, Cole. I like how you kept the wolves. You knew better. You knew better. You were like, you know. Oh, you know, oh they would love to see the wolves. I forgot about the wolves. Uh, all right. Now, <laughs> anyways, um, I think I think that's actually good. I, when you see see with the title must see TV, I just think I have to put Luca in that spot just because of the title, but. They besides seem... that, just just because of the name, you know, besides that, there's no other reason for me to put the Mavs right next to the Kings because you gave out some very strong points, man. So, I yeah. mean, who would have thought, right? I mean, that, that's what we're, we're sitting here eating our steak. Like, who would have thought? Yeah. Not me. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, it truly is amazing to see the Kings, like, doing well. Like, you know, the, 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 the true fans there in Sacramento – props to you like that's awesome and now that you have a, and now that you have a culture behind a beam like like you guys educated <laughs> me on that that's awesome <laughs> um and then breaking news since we've been on recording on this podcast donovan mitchell has been ejected from the game after getting in a brawl with dylan brooks and i have a take about the memphis grizzlies when we get there oh, well, ah, that's yeah, interesting well. all right very interesting let's hear where you got these grizzlies cold well, we're not going to get to him just quite yet. Only three tiers left. Last. Oh, whoops. I don't need to do that. Last man standing. These are three Eastern powers. Milwaukee. Oh, no. God damn it. Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and Philly. Calling Brooklyn a power is generous. And Philly. But these teams are all great. They are all very good when their people are healthy. Brooklyn is slipping a little bit because they don't have KD, but they're going to get him back after the All-Star break. And they'll they'll be able to they'll be fine if he goes back to playing like he was that when he was in there they were the top team in the East when he was playing after they fired Nash, but injuries the reason this category is called last man standing is because all these teams are great but they all also have injury histories some of them have injuries right now and uh, I just think it's going to kind of come down to in the playoffs like who's the most healthy out of these teams as far as who's going to kind of be that top uh, contender in the East. Uh, Milwaukee, I think, is the best of all these teams, but they've barely had Chris Middleton all year. I mean, what is he even going to look like in the playoffs? So that's the only reason. This is about the lowest the Bucks have been. And even though they're a really good team and they still win most nights, like, I don't know. Like, they're not going to be able to realistically go on a run if Middleton's not himself. Philly has been dominating lately, but we all know about their injury history and their playoff history as well. Um, but they, I think, deserve to be in this tier with with Milwaukee and with Brooklyn. They've been tearing it up. Harden is playing really well, and Bede's been amazing. And, yeah, I kind of said my Brooklyn piece already. So there you go. Last man standing in the East. So you said that if you were to pick – if who would be your pick, Colby, out of these three? You said you would still lean Bucks to mm-hmm. get out of this little spot? 
Yeah, just because of Giannis, but because he's the best player in the world. But yeah, but I just the Middleton injury is why I have them down here with these teams. Like I think it could be close. See, just because the Bucks situation, man, I think they might be stuck there because the Sixers and Nets have been playing good basketball when they're all together. Mm-hmm. So, I, I this is a good spot for them. I wish it was because we've been talking. I think me and you have been we we've all been actually talking about this whenever we get NBA. I think we've been mentioning and brushing over how these three guys have been grouped together for so long. And <laughs> shoot, they're going to be grouped together for longer, it looks like. And I, yep. you know, I, it's, it's a perfect spot to put them too. Like they are, like, I hate to say it for the Cavs. Like I really wish the Cavs were part of this conversation, but not yet. And the, the key word is yet, not yet. Yeah, so, they'll be there eventually, but not yet. That's my um, 76ers, you better freaking play your balls off when I see you guys next Friday against the Knicks. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to put a hefty wager on you guys. So that's all I got to say about this tier. All right. I heard it's a great environment over there. It's uh, I heard it's a Very fun time. friendly to outsiders. Uh, we got about 6, six 20 to go here. Final tiers. And these are the top contenders in the league. All right. I know we all are uh, like Star Wars here. So Duel of the Fates. Now, why did I come up with this name for this category and for these two teams? And that is the Memphis Grizzlies, these trash-talking, aforementioned Memphis Grizzlies, and my beloved Denver Nuggets, who are currently 1-2 and two in the West, pretty comfortably by a few games, um, by the rest of NBA standards, how close it is that they're comfortable. And I think they are the two best teams in the West this year. And one of them is probably, should be, standing against, maybe it'll be against each other. But there's also going to be all these contenders below, possibly the Warriors that we've mentioned. This is both of their best opportunities this season. These are two franchises that have never won the championship. And I called it Duel of the Fates because this season is both of their best opportunities that they've ever had in franchise history to win a championship this season. This is the, I've been a Nuggets fan, so you can take it from me. This is the best opportunity the Denver Nuggets have ever had to win a championship. Second would be that mellow year. Uh, when they were right there. But this team realistically should have a better chance. And the same with Memphis. As great as some of those Gasol teams were and the Randolph teams because of John Morant's upside and star power and what they can do when they're clicking, I think this is their best opportunity to win a championship. Only one's going to get it, and you know windows don't always stay open forever. Duel of the fates from the two top teams in the West. Colby, I'm going to just say this like I say it every time you do these tiers lists. I don't disagree where you put them, man. I don't disagree. I just wish you had more faith in putting them up there at that number one spot. That's all. I just wish you had more faith. You're being a realistic Nugs fan. I just wish that for the fun of it one day, you'd just be like, you know what? They do deserve to be that number one team. You know, they they are the number one. But you know what? To have them listed with the Grizzlies, it's realistic. The Grizzlies do bring... You know, a whole other side of basketball. Because the Nuggets, when you watch the Nuggets play, it's just like good, sound, fundamental basketball, it seems like. It's just clean. It's just it, it's just good basketball when I watch it. And when the Grizzlies, you watch it, you're watching like an entertainment show. You know, it's uh, you have to watch that stuff. But two different sides of the coin. And, you know, the team that you're about to probably mention, it's good at bringing both of that. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on this this tier <clears throat> so my hot take I have I think the Memphis Grizzlies are frauds 
And I think their NFL comparison is, I think we can allude it to, the Cincinnati Bengals. Dylan Brooks is a NFL version of Eli Apple. I actually think it's just Raymond Green. So, I, I'm not honest, Memphis, Troy. I think it's just going to fall flat. I just can't envision Memphis, their color schemes, lifting up the trophy. I just can never see it, just like with Cincinnati. I just think they'll fall short. We'll see. But the Nuggets, I do like a lot. I, I did see a couple of Jokic highlights and everything. I think Jokic is going to win MVP again, which is crazy to think about. And I, I, I think he doesn't get as much credit as he deserves sometimes. It's because it's on a normal basis now. It's kind of like Patrick Mahomes right now. Or Patrick Mahomes, like, will ball out, but it's not really, like, talk too much. And people it's want at that base right now. Yeah. No, I love that you got the love. I respect it. I appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, I think people do, like, with Jokic, like, he's so great. He's unbelievable. People do just kind of want to see him make a playoff run now. That's kind of the last thing he needs. I mean, if he, if he wins the championship, he cements himself as, like, an all-time – not like in the conversation for best player ever or anything, but like an all-time player. Like it'll be like from a several-year span, this dude won all these MVPs, was this dominant, and he won the championship. Um, but yeah, all right. You could make the argument for Memphis. I think you do make some points. And before we run out of time here, two-minute drill. And of course, well, if this would work, at the very top of the tiers, if I can get this stupid thing to work, here they are, of course. Same as last time, Sigh. Still the favorites. It's still the Boston Celtics. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? They're still the best team. They were the best team a month ago, and they were best team the month before that, and they're the best team now. They are so consistent. They are good, great defensively. Their upside on offense is crazy. Tatum has taken another step this year. Tatum is going to be in the running with Jokic for that MVP. He's been excellent. Brown is excellent. Their new coach has stepped in and done a great job. He's kept it rolling. I mean, they're just – like we'll see if they can get it done in the playoffs and close the deal this time, but they are a juggernaut. Like they are the best team. Like they, the Nets didn't have KD granted, but they dropped, like they ran the Nets out of the gym so badly last night. They are the most consistent and they are the best team. They're the favorites right now. No arguments here. I obviously, I, I, I alluded to it. I, I, fig- I figured you put them there. Um, two minute drill. Christian, do you have anything to say? Negative. All right, Christian, you can go ahead and kick us off for final thoughts while Kobe catches um, his breath. Well, Leonard Bengals, so thank you for uh, a great business trip. Uh, so, sucks to suck, losers. <laughs> Caitlin Clark from Iowa, absolute dog, carried the team for three years. Absolute hey. beast, women's basketball, destroying a team right now. There you go, Cole. That's a, that's a good final thought. I respect that. Uh, my final thought. Anthony Edwards got snubbed from the All-Star game, man. He should have then I know that was jacked up. Jaron Jackson, really? But anyways, boys, as always, Jaron Jackson? Tonight. Excuse me? Exactly. Woo. Thank you for listening to the CJJC show. If you want more content, follow us on Instagram where we post weekly pickums and other social media whenever that happens. Also, keep a lookout for our pick'ems list so you can join in on the takes and all the fun. Peace out.